get out here. It's just, well, hey, baby. Are we good this morning? Good. Amen. I'm going to take my water up here. Thank you, man. Good. Ooh, watch my, I don't have no lid on that water. It'll go flying. Well, good morning, church. You got me this morning. What, 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 what? Buckle up this morning. I got stuff falling everywhere. Hallelujah. God is good this morning. He is faithful. He is worthy this morning. I'm so excited to uh, to be in the house of the Lord this morning. I'm so excited to be in the house of the Lord. I was outside of the house of the Lord yesterday, and it was it was uh, it was cold. It was cold. Um, so I'm glad to be in the house of the Lord where we got heat. Amen. Um, we just welcome your presence this morning. Come on, let's just declare this morning that the word goes forth. Father, I thank you this morning that the word is effective. Father, that it goes forth sharper than any two-edged sword. So, Father, I thank you right now that hearts are receptive this morning to hear your word. And, Father, we declare, Father, right now, Lord, that there is going to be revelation power, revelation knowledge is going to flow this morning, and lives are going to be changed. I declare it, Father. I thank you for this anointed word. I thank you for this appointed time, and I thank you that I am effectively able, Father, to release the word of God in the house this morning. Come put your hand on your heart. You know what we're going to do. Say, this is good ground. Oh, I received the word this morning. Enemy doesn't get to take it. He doesn't get to choke it. It produces a harvest in my life. If you agree with me, come on, say amen. Amen, amen. Well, um, this morning, I, uh, uh, <laughs> I've i just really kind of uh, wrestled with the, um, the word that I want to give this morning um, because it's not a, it's not a, uh, oh gosh, I don't know. It's a, it's a difficult word um, and it's not a, it's, it's not a subject that in my life that I've heard a lot, so um, I hope that you will hear me all the way through um, as we get there. Amen. <laughs> all right. So every, uh, all my generation house ladies that are in the house, raise your hand. Come on, wave at me. Yes. Yeah, Tom, put those hands down. So every generation house lady that comes in to uh, the G house, I meet with them first and I have a conversation with them. And one of the things that I tell them, and I say it over and over throughout the the, the accountability process, the, 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 the time that we get to spend, I say that one of the most successful things that you'll ever do in your life is to get the revelation that you know you have to stay connected to the vine. You have to stay connected to the vine. If you disengage yourself from the vine, if you disengage yourself from the flow of this presence of the Lord and disengage yourself, what happens to a branch that finds itself off of the vine? It just dies. It just wibbles up and it just dies. So the most successful thing you'll ever do in your life is, number one, stay connected into the vine. What does that mean? Well, it means you pray, absolutely. You worship, absolutely. You um, you uh, you praise, absolutely. You read your word, absolutely. You do all of those things that we know. But one of the most important things of being able to stay into the vine is being connected into your church, connected into accountability, connected into a family, a group of people that you surround yourself with that pick you up, you know, pick you up, the people that encourage you. And you get that when you come to church. You get that when you surround yourself with a community of believers that make you better. Amen? I want to surround myself with people that make me better, not people that make me worse, not people that that surround me that want to take me into a different direction than what my call is and what my purpose is. 
And so I tell the girls over and over how important this is. Well, at the end of the year, I listened to this podcast um, from uh, Chris Volanton, and it's a uh, uh, it's a wonderful. Uh, he, he he's he. I really love listening to him. So good. So he did this podcast, and it was actually he he released the word on our anniversary. So it kind of I picked it up like it was December twenty eighth, and I was like, oh, that's you know our anniversary, and it could be something good. And I listened to it, huh? Um, a lot. And uh, 37, 38. <laughs> I was just checking to see if he knew. 38 years. It's like it was four years ago, baby. You know, take it as a compliment. Uh, or 738 years. I'm just kidding. Um, no. So he was, he preached this, he, he preached this message called his halftime. I encourage you to go back and listen. I'm not going to try to preach his message, but he had a little snippet of something that he talked about in his message that just really, um, spoke to me. It just, it just really, uh, resonated with me. And so I've been, I've been digging on it and, 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 and just digging into it. And, uh, it has something to do with, the pruning season. Can you put, uh, I have, did y'all get that from me, Michael? The, uh, my, my slides and stuff. There we go. Pruning for a purpose is the, the title of this message. And he had a little thing that he talked about in this message that, that, that he, he knew a little bit about vineyards and vines and, and I don't, I'm, I'm not an expert on that by any means. When Paul and I lived in upstate New York, we, we moved into this house that had some, uh, beautiful sections in the yard that had, uh, you could tell the previous owner had had a really green thumb. You know what I mean? Had like little garden sections. And there was this one little place that was over there, and I didn't even know what it was, but we had some little Polish neighbors that lived uh, across the street, and she came and she knocked on her door with a little New York Polish accent and said, you know, uh, are you going to do anything with the rhubarb over there? And I was like, I don't even know what a rhubarb is. <laughs> that is not something that I grew up eating. It wasn't something that I grew up my mother cooked or anything. And she said, well, I did not. I'd never had rhubarb pie until the little Polish lady said, if you let me have that rhubarb, I'll, I'll, I'll make sure that you get some, uh, um, some stuff with us and a couple explicitives that were with that. And so, uh, I, uh, I said, as much as rhubarb as you want, just knock yourself out. And so she ended up making me and brought me a rhubarb pie. She made rhubarb jelly. And all of a sudden, who knew, huh? Who? She made you and I a rhubarb pie. She, huh? Okay, you're gonna have to. <laughs> she made us a rhubarb pie, us a some rhubarb jelly, and uh, who knew that I liked it? But in the, in another section of this, you could tell that they'd had a vineyard. They'd had a place where they had grown grapes, and they had not been tended, and they were just these crazy little vines that just went everywhere. And so I began to think about what that looked like and imagining that at one point that probably produced a lot of fruit that was in there in that vineyard when you had a, a, a farmer or someone that knew how to take care of it that they, they, they provided for it and, and made sure that every year that there was a production of it. And so when he began to talk about this in his message, he said that there's a lot of people that were within the body of Christ that we become connected to the vine, and then we begin to grow. Okay, I want you to stay with me and just imagine this for a moment, that we we get connected to the vine, and we and we we grow in our life. We just continue to grow, and we just get a long extension of the branch off the vine. 
but we don't produce fruit in our life. You could take a vine that could grow up to 20 feet long and it'd have no fruit. But with the proper care and the proper instruction from the, the vineyard farmer that knows when to prune and when to cut back, a five feet branch could produce massive amounts of fruit in comparison to a 20 foot long vine. And that just stuck in me. I don't know what, it was just something that that visual um, just resonated within me. And I began to just delve into it. And so pruning, the pruning process, pruning on purpose, is, is, it is, it is a violent act in the natural. If you've ever, has anybody had to prune back a plant? Prune back a rose bush, prune back um, a vineyard. You have to take pruning shears, and you take this, um, you take this vine, you take this bush, you take this, and you take the shears, and you cut off dead things. You cut off the dead um, leaves from the previous season, remove that, so that guess what happens when that new season begins? You get fresh, beautiful. More productive roses, more productive grapes, more productive um, um, fruit that comes from going through the proper pruning process. We have these uh, when we when we lived at, um, and we have them here. Paul hates them, but they're those crepe myrtles, you know, and and uh, he hates them. And anybody that's had crepe myrtles, those things can those things grow like anything. I just if they're not properly tended, those things become massive, crazy trees that just have roots and they just go everywhere. But a crepe myrtle can be beautiful if it's properly pruned, if it's cut back at the right time, if it's cut back. And once, if you've ever cut a a, a, a crepe myrtle and you've cut that thing down, it looks bare, doesn't it? It looks sad. It looks like you just, you know, demolished it. But when the season begins to turn and the buds begin, by the end of that season, it is a beautiful representation of what that tree can be. And so, just like that, in John 15, 2, we spiritually need to be pruned. And it is not a pleasant season to have to walk through. It is not being able to, to submit ourselves into the Lord for being pruned. It, it, it's one of those things that, that is easier to just grow. Does this make sense? It's easier to just stay connected to the vine and grow. Who cares if I have fruit in my life? I'm connected to the vine and I have, I have, I have a long vine. I have, I have a continuous, come on, I have a continuous representation that I am connected as a branch to the vine, but I'm not producing fruit. I'm not producing at my full capacity. I have not submitted myself to the Lord to allow him to cut away the dead things in my life, the dead things in my in 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 my walk, in my relationship with him. I've not submitted to the pruning process. And I'm not functioning at my full capacity. Am I talking to anybody in here? If you've walked through the Lord long enough, there are things that he has required of you that you need to allow him to prune out of your life. Um, let's look at this scripture that's in John 14, I mean John 15. I'm going to read 1 through 3. It says that I am the real vine and my father is the farmer. So let's get this right. Jesus is the vine. And the caretaker of the vine is the Father. 
He's the farmer. This is what the word says. He says he cuts off every branch of me that doesn't bear grapes. It cuts off those things that does not produce fruit. And every branch that is grape bearing, he prunes back so it will bear even more. You are already pruned by the message that I have spoken. So I'm declaring that this morning. You're sitting here today and you're being pruned. Okay? Because of the message that we are speaking by going to the word, because you're hearing what I'm going to say, you're right today. I'm fixing to cut some stuff off of you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. We are going to submit to the farmer who is our father as the branches that come out of Jesus, out of the vine, and we are going to submit this morning to allow him to remove those things. Pruning is, the definition of it, it says it's a removal of dead, diseased, or injured parts of the plant. Removal of these weak parts help to minimize the potential for secondary or opportunistic pest. It also helps to maximize the aesthetic qualities and the overall survival of a tree or a shrub. So it is the removal, come on, of some disease, of some dead or some injured parts of the plant. Are there some things in you this morning that are dead? Are there some things in you this morning that are diseased? Are there some things in you that are injured this morning? By allowing the the the, the Father God to re- cut off those things... It begins to produce something that's healthier in your life. It begins to create something inside you for the opportunity to be better and to be more and to be a fruit bearer. Well, why is it important to bear fruit? Well, I don't know. The Word of God says that how will we know them? How do I know that Marva Lee is a follower of Jesus? How do I know that Logan loves the Lord? How do I know that Stephen, how do I know? How do I know? Well, the Bible says that I'll know them by the fruits of their life. I'll know by what is coming out of Marvelly. I'll know by the things that, that Logan does. I know that they're a follower because they have fruits that are evident in their life. So if you're not producing fruit, you have not submitted yourself to the pruning process to allow the Holy Spirit to cut those things out of you. That is hindering you from being able to be all that God's called you to be. Because I've said this over and over. Most of you have probably heard me say this. It was a revelation to me. I realized that a fruit tree never eats its own fruit. Have you ever seen an apple tree turn around and go, "Mm, that was really good. Have you ever seen an avocado tree go, the tree takes to the avocado and just nubbles up on top of a good avocado, makes it some guacamole out of it? Of course not. A fruit tree bears fruit for the consumption of someone else. So the fruit of your life is not for you. It is for other people. Well, why is it for other people? Well, because that's what the Word of God says. How will I know them unless you bear good fruit? How will I know them? I want to be a good fruit bearer. I want to have fruits in my life, not just for me. I need it for my husband. I need it for my children. I need it for my co-workers. I need it for my grandchildren. I need it for my, my fellow pastors. I need it for you. I need something that's in my life that when you need it, you can come to me. And I have something that's in my life that will be valuable, that will be delicious, that will be helpful, that will be nutritious, that will be something spiritually for you that will help you to grow. But if I have not submitted to that pruning process, you come to me, all you're going to get is a dead vine. There's not going to be anything that's going to be productive for you. There's not going to be anything that I can offer you. And I'm sorry, but the Bible says <laughs> that, um, let me find my scripture. Let me just tell you what he says. 
First Peter 1, 6, and 9. Can we look at that one? In this you rejoice greatly, even though now for a little while, if necessary, you've been distressed by various trials, so that the genuineness of your faith, which is more more, more precious than gold, which is perishable, even though tested and purified by fire, may be found to result in your praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Though you have not seen him, you love him. Though you do not even see him now, you believe and trust in him, and you greatly rejoice and delight with inexpressible and glorious joy, receiving all the result of the outcome the consumption of your faith, the revelation of your soul. If you do not have fruit bearing in your life, if you do not have the evidence of him, he he says that all of the things, the process that you have to do, it's all submitting to that so that you can be everything God's called you to be, so that you can be a representation of everything that he is. Amen? All through the Bible, people have gone through the pruning process. All through the Bible. I want to touch on just one specifically real quick. Um, I want to talk about Peter. And um, we all know the story of when Peter was confronted with um, a question that says, aren't you with the Messiah? Aren't you one of his followers? I saw you with him. And Peter did what? He denied it. He said, no, no, not me. You ain't talking about me. Nope, not me. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. So a second time. I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure that I saw, you're a follower of him. I saw you when he was doing miracles. I saw, what did Peter say? Wrong. Wrong. Uh-uh. Nope. Got the wrong person. Not me. Denying the one that he had spent, right? Probably the, 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 the years walking alongside of him. And then we know not only once, not only twice, but he did it three times. He passed, he, he, he had a moment that There was something in his life that he didn't have. And it was a testing of his faith. And in the testing of his faith, can you imagine what would have happened right after that? How do you think that the enemy came and he said to him, don't you think that the enemy came and he said, man, you have failed beyond repair. Man, you've done it now, hadn't you? You have screwed it up royally. Your life had so much promise. <laughs> now you've just wasted it all. Come on. You, a fisherman of men, whatever. You just need to go back and you just need to fish. You just need to go back to where you were doing. Go back to your old life. Go back to your old ways before the master called you. At least you were good at that because this you're not good at. It's the truth. He failed. He failed a test. And you don't think it was a test? It was a test because guess what? Jesus told him he was going to take it. Oh, I'll follow you anywhere, master. I'll do anything for you. (laughs) Yeah, right. For the crow, crows, (laughs) you're going to deny me three times. Never. I'll never do that. But there was something in his life that needed to be pruned out. There was something in his life had to be removed. And so instead of letting the test and the adversity and the... And the, and the, um, the situation that he found himself in, instead of leaning in and deciding that I've messed it up so bad, I'm not worth anything as another disciple did as Judas that took his own life because he didn't think there was hope. Peter submitted to the pruning process. Peter submitted to, to the, 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 the purpose of that testing to say, 
Come on, just say, okay, I messed up, I did it, but I'm gonna make the devil pay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm going, there's something, there's some fear that's been in my life. There's some things that's in my life that are not pleasing unto the Lord. So those things gotta get cut out. I've gotta submit to that pruning process. I've gotta submit so he can cut that thing out. And that's exactly what Peter did. Peter submitted to it. And from that day forward, once, um, redemption came and restoration came, guess what? Peter took the world by storm. We're sitting here today because of Peter. We're not sitting here today because of Judas, are we? We're sitting here today because Peter picked himself up and he he went out and he became one of the founders of the New Testament church. That's just one example. So painful process, painful testing. I have learned more in my life in adversity than I ever lived, learned in um, my successes. I learned more in my adversities. I've learned more in my pain. I've learned more in my disappointments. I've learned more in my sorrows. I've learned more because pruning is a painful process. A whole bunch of you are sitting in here this morning and you have, you were willing to go through a process that we offer here called Inner Healing. With Firebrand Ministries, we offer a program called Inner Healing. And you go in and you basically go into the process of saying, I don't want any Thing in my life. There's some things in my life, some decisions, some choices, some things that might have been my fault, things that may not have been my fault, but I don't want to be hindered by them anymore. So I'm going to be willing to come in and I want to sit and I want to, I want to uproot those things. I want to go through a pruning session. It's basically what it is. If you've been in the inner healing, come on, will you agree with me? It is a pruning session. It is cutting out some, some thought process. It is digging up some, uh, some dead and diseased and some pesty things that in your life that has hindered you most of your life. And you submit to it and you allow the Father to go in in that session and to prune you and to take some of those things out. And I can testify to the successful purpose of that pruning. It's not just a one-time thing, but you learn how to do it. You learn how to, to, to submit yourself to the process of the father trying to remove some dead things in our life so that I can be a better production of fruit that will benefit you. Amen. That will benefit your spouse. That will benefit your parents. That will benefit your relationships, your friendships, your children, your grandchildren, so that you become better and you don't have carrying around all this dead and this disease and this, and this, 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 uh, things that in your life that have nothing um, of production to it. Thing that Jesus teaches us is about getting rid of the things in our lives that cause us to not be the kind of relationship that God wants us to be. We are the vine. But if we want to stay and we want to grow, we have to allow God to cut away, prune our habits and behaviors. I'm going to get all up in your Cheerios this morning. Come on, your habits and behaviors. Mm, mm, mm. Mm, mm, mm. Go to the second slide of my, my thing. We're fixing, to, we're fixing to jump on that. I had a picture here of two things. The one that's on the left is a non-tended uh, vine. You can see the vines are, have not been pruned. They're connected to something that goes into the ground, but they have, it has no fruit. It has no leaves. It has nothing. It is a wild, overgrown, hot mess. 
if you look over to the right, this is a pruned vineyard that has, you can't hardly see it with the picture, but it has all kinds of fruit. You can see the green. You can see that he's pruning. He's even at that point, he's taken off some of the things that, that doesn't need to be there. Pruning is vitally important for us to grow in the walk with our Lord. It's important season. It's important place in our life because this is what we want to come out. Go to the next one. So let's look at it for a minute. Joel, won't you read it for me? Look. Okay. Let's say. Love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Okay. So let's just look at this for a minute. Behaviors and habits. Okay. Can I get all up in your checkbook? And can I get all up in your home? Can I get all up in your work environment? All right. Here we go. Love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. These are the fruits of the Spirit. This is what should be coming out of your life, right? This is what should be coming out of your life. So let's just say, let's just take the second one. How many of you have known Christians um, that have connected to the vine and they have no joy in their life? They're some of the sourest, most saddest, most want, 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 people that you've ever been around, right? No joy, no joy, gripey, complaining, no joy in their life. Okay, well, let's just, let's just keep going. Um, what about some kindness? Have you know a Christian that, um, that is supposed to be a person and they, they don't, they're not kind to people. If they walk by, they kick a dog, you know? I know. Sad, isn't it? Kick the dog, kick the cat. <laughs> or even better than this, I'll be kind to you. Let me have your hand. I'll be kind to you. You, not so much. I'm just kidding. You know I'll be kind. Really kind to you because you're a kind person. You're so kind. You're just adorable. It's easy. You're so kind. Uh, but you, uh, I don't know. It's a Sour Patch Kid. No, you're not. You're really not. You know I'm just using an example. You're, you're beautiful. You're a, you're a yummy, gummy, gummy bear. Um, <laughs> strawberry flavor. I love it. But let's say for the sake of argument that she's a, she's a, she's a Sour Patch. So I can be really nice to, I can be really nice to my yummy gummy one. I can be really kind here, but this one, not so much. Who do you think needs your kindness more? Here or here? You need, Morgan needs the kindness more. Everybody be kind to Morgan. Just kidding. You know, I love you. Fallon's over there talking about her. All right, let's just keep going. Forbearance. That's a good one. Forbearance. 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 It's for, it's, it's bearing. It's bearing. It's a lot of bearing. Yeah, long suffering. That means that I put up with my son for a long time. Right? I didn't kick him, you know, and then I, 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 yeah, yeah. (laughs) I have, and I've hit you, and it, and that's why you got some stuff better in your life. Let's go to the last one. Self control. Is this a good one? Is this a tough one? How many is self-control tough for? Anybody in here would be openly, wouldn't let the Lord see you? Okay, he's trying to prune that stuff out of you. What? He's trying to prune anything that helps you not be in self-control. He's wanting to prune it out of you. (laughs) 
If you look up here and you're saying, you know what, I don't really have a lot of peace in my life. I'm just a hot mess all the time. I'm so anxious. I'm so worrying. I'm just, I just, I'm wringing my hands. Well, guess what? You haven't submitted to the pruning process to allow that fruit of peace to be evident in your life. So let's just talk about the pruning process real quick and then we're going to dismiss. How do you know you're in a pruning season? Because not every season there's pruning. There's a harvest. Pruning hurts. How do you how do you know you're in a pruning season? Anyone that wants to tell you that the Christian walk and the Christian life is easy are trying to sell you a big bag of fooey because it is not easy and it is not pleasant and sometimes it hurts. It hurts. So are you in a pruning season? Maybe you're not in that season right now. Maybe you've just come out of a pruning season. Maybe God was trying to cut some things out and you resisted in such a way that he took his pruning shears and he's removed that out of your life because you haven't been willing to submit to what he's been trying to do in your life. I hate to tell you this, but a pruning season sometimes is a season of loss. Sometimes a season of proving, not all the times, but sometimes a season of pruning brings a loss of your finances, your possessions, your impact, your influence, your position, your statue, your relationship, or an opportunity. Sometimes when you're in the middle of a pruning season means that you lose the basis upon which everybody around you measures you as successful. And various trials diminish resources and make secondary and less important pursuits impossible. So how do you know you're in a pruning season? When we looked up here and we saw the fruits and the things of our life, God's always trying to cut some things out of us that make us produce fruit. Now, many of you may have all of this evident in your life, but maybe it's a small fruit. Maybe it's just a seasonal fruit. Come on. It's a seasonal fruit because when the season is good, listen to me, when your season is good and everything's great and you got money in the bank account and you got good health and you've got, you've got good relationships with everybody that you know and your job is going well, you got, you've got some good fruit. But then you go through a season of difficulty. You find yourself in the hospital. You find your your faith tested. Um, you find that you're in a place where you've lost um, someone, and you don't know. You don't think it's right. You think it's not. It, it it wasn't God's perfect plan. You you all of a sudden you lose your job. All of a sudden you 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 lose your influence. All of a sudden everything begins to happen, and people are talking about you. Do you know what I mean? All of a sudden, you're in a place where your statue, your your identity has been questioned. And all of a sudden, we want to see, the Lord's wanting to see, okay, well, well, what kind of seasonal fruits do you have? Do you only have fruit that is good in in season? Now, Jesus even said this, I'm, I, and I can't go back. I, I'm sure I can get somebody to look it up with me real quick. But it says that Jesus walked by a olive tree. Am I correct? Fig tree. He walked by the fig tree. And as he's walking by the fig tree, the fig tree was supposed to be producing fruit. 
No, it wasn't. It wasn't the season for, okay, gotta help me, cause I, this just popped in my head. It was not the season for the fruit of a fig to be produced. Correct? It wasn't fig season. But when Jesus walked by, he looked at the fig tree, and he cursed the fig tree. Because it didn't have fruit? But was it for fruit producing season? But he cursed the tree because it didn't have fruit. It's easy to give all of this in a good season. I don't want to be cursed when, when I, I am in an, a pruning season or I'm in an adversity situation or I'm in this place and my fruit, my fruit is only good. <laughs> Do y'all understand what I'm saying? When everything's good. When everything's good, you got good fruit. But let something hit you and all of a sudden you hate everybody and you want to kick the dog. Look, adversity and pain and trials and the things that the enemy comes to kill, to steal, and to destroy. I'm not saying that God does it. God does not come to kill you. He does not come to steal from you. He does not come to destroy you. There is an enemy out there and it happens sometimes out of our, out of of something that we don't even, we have assignments that have been placed on us. There's, 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 there's consequences to something that, that we've said or something that we've done. I mean, there, there's all kinds of adversity that looks like. You can't just put a, you know, you just can't put a, uh, um, you just can't, you know, put a blanket thing on what adversity looks like. There's all kinds of things that happen. And I know you, but I'm, I'm sure there's some that you know that when adversity has come, they haven't leaned into the adversity. And so what ends up happening is they don't, they don't submit to the pruning process. They don't come to those, to, to allow God to begin to take some things out of their life that shouldn't be there. They blame God. They blame, they blame God and they resist it and they sometimes will even disconnect from it. Other people who are smart, even when adversity comes, even when things happen, we don't, we don't turn. We don't blame the wrong person. We lean into it and we say, Father God, whatever this season is about, whatever this looking at, I submit myself to it. I submit myself to this season and I declare, Father God, if there's anything that's in me that shouldn't be here, it has to go. Let me close with this last scripture. Let me ask you real quick. Am I, da- am I dragging around some dead branches in my life? Maybe it's a bad relationship. Maybe it's an old wound from your past. Maybe it's a negative attitude that keeps you from enjoying life to the fullest. Or anything you look in for a sense of security other than God himself. Let's go into John four, John 15, 4. This is my last scripture. It says, remain in me. Bye, guys. Bye. Love them so much. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. Let's stand our feet. I don't know if I was able to effectively get this out. This has been burning inside of me. Um, But if you would, um, Carly, just come up for just a second, would you, and and get on it. Let's just put the lights down. Let's just take care of some business real quick, and then we'll dismiss. Give me just just a couple of minutes. Can you all do that real quick? All right. You know, the Father... 
The Father wants you to be everything he's called and created you to be. But we are not here for ourselves. And if we don't, honestly, if we do not have a different mindset that this life is all about you, we have missed the purpose that God has placed us on this earth for. It is not about you, and it is not about me. It is all about Jesus that's inside of me. And it's all about the person that Jesus puts in front of me today and tomorrow and next week and next month. So can we take care of the business this morning to say, I want to step outside of me and I want to be everything you called me to be, Lord. I want, I want to have everything that you are, less of me and more of you, less of me and more of you. So, Father, right now, Lord, if you feel, if those here this morning feel like you're in the, the season and you're carrying around some dead things in your life, you're carrying around some, some non-productive things in your life, you have some relationships in your life and you know what they are and you know who they are, you know immediately when I say it, you know that they are not a productive assignment from the Lord in your life. Father, I, I pray that you would show them that they need to submit to you, Lord, that they need to that they need to allow you to remove those things in their life that no longer should be there. If there's things in our lives, Father God, that we've held on to, there's hurts, there's wounds, there are people that have done some horrible things to us, they have mistreated us, they have abandon us they have wounded us father god i pray that you would allow us this morning father to to lean into that prune and father that remove that hurt that's in their life begin to heal that wound so that every time that they react they don't go back to that situation it doesn't come back into their mind every time they try to do something they hear that person's voice every time they try to step out in faith they hear that 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 negative um voice that says like Peter that you can't do this you can't you're not you won't you're not able father we just we just submit father right now to the pruning and remove those things right now and father I thank you that we willingly we willingly submit to our farmer to our vineyard keeper to the person who is able to make us better so let's just put up our hands this morning whoever and whatever you're at and let's just ask father God right now Father, in the, this moment, in this place, Father, I thank you, Lord, that you begin to just cut some things, Father, away that's not supposed to be there so that we can be a good carrier, a, a good producer, Father, of your presence, of who you are and what you've called us to be and what you've asked us to do, Father, that nothing hinders us. So, Father, right now, remove those things in Jesus' name. Remove those things in Jesus' name. Father, we submit our lives to you and ask, Father God, that you would make us have more love more goodness, more kindness, more self-control. And Father, whatever it takes, Father, whatever it is, I willingly step up to it because I, I want to, I, I don't want someone else's walk to be, uh, I don't want someone else's attitude and, and someone else's representation of who you are become hindered because of how I act, of how I talk and things that I do. I don't want that, Lord. I want to be a, I want to be a representation of who you are. 
And if that's you this morning, I pray that the Holy Spirit would begin to just come inside of your life and you would submit and you would be a fruit bearer and you would be everything that God's called you to be. In Jesus' name, we declare it to be so, to be so, to be so. We're going to be down here this morning. And if you feel like you've been in a pruning season 